So welcome to episode seven of the Speak Your Strength podcast. Hopefully you're doing well today. This is Paul, obviously, and I wanna show you a phone call that I made yesterday. This is to Ross, and Ross is someone who came down to my event over a year ago. He traveled all the way down from Scotland, and at the event, he opened up about his story. Now recently, he's been doing a lot of Facebook Lives just on his personal profile about his depression, about losing his father as well and also he did one about loneliness and just him speaking his strength on Facebook live really resonated with me so I wanted to get him on the show I wanted to give him a phone call and get him to speak his strength I won't give too much more away all I do want to say is I apologize for the bad quality I was actually in the home that we've just bought that I was re- we're renovating at the moment got no Wi-Fi, so I was just streaming off 4G. I had my headphones on, so it's not the greatest quality, but the story really is powerful, and it's really relatable as well, so please do stick with it and enjoy. So, Ross, how are you, man? Uh, I'm great, mate. I'm great. How have you been? Good, good. I was thinking, when was the last time we... Because you came down to the event, didn't you, in London? So how long ago was that? I did. Um, That was about over a year ago now, last April. And what's been going on since then? Uh, a little bit of everything, really. Um, main one was I started my own business, um, so that's been up and down. Uh, taking on a few other jobs as well as that. Uh, just spending some time um, with family at the moment. Mm. And then, so, yeah. So, what what job is it? Is it just you, you've taken a job as well, haven't you? As well as the business. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, that is just to get that security. Um, that's uh, working with boats at the moment. So uh, that's that's been pretty fun. It's cool. like a summer job. Cool. So let's talk about, um, obviously you spoke to me at the event about it, but it'll be good to share your story to everyone else um, as well. Kind of take us back as far as you want and, um, you know, the microphone's all yours. Go as as deep as you need to go. All right. Um, Right, yeah, I'm trying to think where to start there. Um, So I'd say about between sort of 2011 and 2016, like that sort of, five years there that was just pretty turbulent and kind of um yeah and like that's kind of where I found like most of my strength really um and kind of obviously like leading to to you in the event as well uh that kind of um kind of leading to all that so uh, I mean yeah I think you've seen like a lot of my story as well just with uh, recently like sharing and um kind of putting out um kind of putting all that out there but yeah it really started um when um, I became a dad in 2011, like my first year at uni. Mm. So uh, that kind of came out of the blue. And um, yeah, man, I mean, um, just to put like a long story short with that, I just wasn't ready. Um, There was a lot I was kind of trying to figure out and I wasn't really too uh, comfortable with kind of um, approaching just certain negative feelings surrounding it all. And Mm. it just didn't really get fixed. And um, it kind of was up and down, but... Just, yeah, from that sort of five years on, um, it kind of got a lot worse. It was a much, it was much like um, that sort of metaphor of like the frog in like a boiling, the boiling, like the boiling kettle or whatever, yeah, where it yeah. just didn't start off too bad, but man, eventually it just got really heavy. And um, there was just, I wasn't really sure what was wrong. I wasn't really sure who to reach out to because like a lot of my buddies, a lot of my family, um, that didn't really happen to them um, like that anyway, um, like a sort of pregnancy at the blue and then all of a sudden you're you have to be like a father overnight kind of thing that's kind Mm. of how I really felt um but yeah man like from there I ended up meeting my own father for like the first time in like 20 years and uh, then I lost him like the year after 
so yeah, like I say, it was turbulent. Um, so yeah, um, and that was kind of how I managed to kind of like resonate with your story as well. How did you, so, um, just quickly as well, there's so much there, but how did you come about meeting your father? Was that something that you did after you became a dad? Like something you pushed forward with? Um, yeah, so that was in, that was a little um, a little while after um, I became a dad. That was when my son Charlie was about three, three years old. And um, it was in 2015. Um, was it 2015? It was 2015. And... Um, Basically, he just reached out to me on Facebook. I didn't actually get the message for like a while after, uh, just because it just sort of like went through like the other sort of messages who people I'm not friends with and whatnot. Um, so it was a couple months after, um, about it was after February, between February and um, March. Uh, we just met up because he actually worked. Uh, well, he worked offshore, so where I was studying as well, that was like an oil sort of like city uh, up in Aberdeen. So um, when he just got the time off, we managed to just sort of message each other, meet up get a meal and just kind of have a bit of a catch-up really over like a couple couple of hours or so and was, and, he, was um, he someone who wasn't in your life at all or? yeah man um basically i think just uh sort of stuff happened between like him and my mom and um yeah like just from there on out i don't really know too much about that to be honest um just from when i was three um he left and um and then it was about just until 2015 that uh, we just kind of got back talking again really so uh, yeah, there was a lot I still didn't really know. A lot I still didn't really question. Um, the way it kind of seemed, it came down to really was that he had his own decisions and um, whatever was happening, like I just sort of left up to him, and then I just kind of got on with what I was doing really um, in life, you know. Did you forgive him for sort of not being um, there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I say, when I got to know him a bit more, um, there was kind of like hints of. Um, I mean, I don't think he really knew himself how, like, what was kind of going on at the time. And then I think it just got a lot worse and he mm. kind of just got on with his own life kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I mean, when we got back together, it was like every few months we'd meet up whenever we had time off and um, I had some time away um, from uni and stuff that we'd um, just sort of meet up for a beer and then kind of get to know each other that way. Um, I mean, he wasn't, like, a nasty person. Like, he wasn't, like, someone, like you know, that was, um, that would want to hurt anyone or that yeah. had, like, nasty intentions. So, I mean, like, you know, and getting to know him, it was, it was kind of weird because it was kind of like, he, I think he felt he missed out on the chance to be a father and us meeting up again, it was more kind of to be like a buddy. Mm. But, um, I mean, I kind of felt otherwise. I was like, oh, I've got a lot of buddies. I don't really need, you know, yeah. like, I don't really have a dad. He's a dad, so. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was interesting. It was kind of weird. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, just out of the blue, like, um, about a week after we met up, um, he, like, he lost his life. Like, he was found dead. Um, and, like... Do you know nobody, what it like, was? Was it just a... Yeah, man, like, for a while, nobody kind of knew what was going on, like, what happened. Um, and, like, I was beginning to think, okay, maybe it was, like, something along the lines of him taking his own life. And, yeah, I, and I had experience with that before, as, as you know, like... Um, one of my buddies like took his own life um, when I was in school, so I was kind of like, right, man, this is probably what's, and that was like the same experience. Like nobody knew what happened, and nobody like had any idea like why this person just isn't here anymore. And then mm. it wasn't until the police reports got back that even they were like, oh, um, with your dad, like um, I think he'll only ever know what happened. But um, we were kind of chatting out with like the other um, family members and stuff, and basically like he took quite a bad fall um, a little a short while before. And I think he took another one, literally, um, on the way home kind of thing uh, from wherever he was. And that just, that was it. Like, 
Um, it was just like you know something really nasty happened, and that was that. Like, that's so was that really hard for you to deal with? Because almost like your dad's now back in your life, and now he's gone again. That was weird. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like at first, like it was just another like I don't know. It was just another one of those things, and I was kind of like, all right, here we go. And then it kind of sunk in a few months in, and then to a year, I was a bit like, okay, wow, it's kind of like this person just yeah, they're just not here now. Mm. Like that's that. So I mean, that was tough. Yeah. And going back to this point as well, this is you as a dad at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. And how was that sort of going on as well? Was it was you being a dad? Was that an easy thing for you to take, or at the time was it hard still? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, um, that was still pretty tough at that point. Um, like there was still, I think it was because with the university um, and then kind of moving on and kind of trying to get myself more established after uni in terms of work, and then yeah, with my dad as well, it was kind of like kind of distracting from like because I mean um, I didn't really live with the, you know the mother or um, they were like about I don't know like three hours away mm. sure to like drive um, so it's not like it's every day I'm being able to kind of uh, get involved with that it was uh, yeah it was kind of just like more like it was all kind of distracting me from that and then it's the same with living with people as well I mentioned that in one of my videos like I felt that was kind of more like distract <laughs> distracting me from like the kind of negativity that kind of, kind of came along with that like especially with 2011 and so and then when I kind of started living by myself like uh, before the event with you guys that's when it really hit me I was like man like because uh, there's nothing really else to distract you really there's no other people it was just me myself like you know for 16 hours or so before I went to work uh, mm. working at retail at the time and um, that's kind of when I before I opened up to to you at the event and uh, you guys there about kind of it was it was really affecting me mm. Yes. Yeah, so does that to kind of after the event? What happened after the event? Because I know you still had battles with sort of living on your own, and also as well sort of seeing your is it your son? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing your son uh, as well. So kind of what's happened since then? I mean, it's. Um, I wouldn't say it was like over like uh, better overnight, but um, at the time of the event, like I think that was like it's worst. I'm like if I'm being honest. Like mm. I was at the point where I was like, right, I'm. Like fucking hell, man! I've been miserable for like the last five years. All this stuff's happened. I'm, I'm just miserable. Like no matter what kind of thing, um, if there's, I'm reaching out. Like you know, I'm talking to my like my friends. I'm going to the gym. I'm doing like you know what you're told to do when you're feeling like um, yeah, you know when you're feeling that depression. So why do why don't I feel good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, right, okay. Like um, basically, my plan was um, I booked an appointment with the doctor, and that was about. It's about two weeks usually, like, I don't know if it, how it is with you guys, if it's like getting an appointment or whatever, but it's usually about two weeks, like, in Scotland, like, mm. um, getting getting an appointment. So I was like, right, man, go to the doctor. And that was a bit, literally, it was a bit two weeks before, like, um, it was about the same time I actually went to the event. So that's when I kind of opened up there as well. Um, and it was actually yourself when you were kind of like, oh, man, have you ever, like, thought about, like, you know, meeting up with mother, like, meeting up with, like, these people just to kind of open it all out and kind of just talk it out? And I was like... I can't do that. What are you on about? Like, are you we're crazy? men. Like, we're tough men. Yeah. yeah. But totally. Uh, I was like, what? But nah. Like, um, I thought, well, actually, maybe there's a reason you're feeling so much resistance, and um, there's so like you haven't tried it, and like, what what do you have to lose at this point, really? Like, so yeah. I did that, and yeah, like, um, it turns out not everybody was against me. Like, you know, there were people, you know, like along that sort of line, then. We we're all kind of like on the same team. It was kind of a good, a good reminder of that. And um, 
yeah, like it, it, in that kind of sense, I felt so much lighter the next day. Like, honestly, man, like I was going into work, like with a smile on my face, like, you know, just like so much more happier, like getting my coffee, just little things like that, getting the coffee and stuff like that. It was just like, I just felt light. Like mm. there was no weight any. Um, but at the same time, like. Because you'd kind of shared what you was holding in and distracting yeah, yourself I, from, I guess. Definitely, man. Because I think it was, um, it was like, yeah, five years like worth of like weight. Um, it kind of did feel like it kind of got washed away. Um, and like I said, it wasn't like overnight because um, it, it was just it was just made it a bit easier to kind of go through with. Um, yeah, I being find open. that anyway. Though, like you, I always find that with events or opening up, it's like that. You initial, you get that initial, wow, this is this is amazing, and then yeah, life sort of comes back again, and then it's trying to keep yourself on that level or near enough to that level as much as you can. So, kind of then, what happened after that? Um. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I mean, like, it, like, like I say, it was just like a good reminder after that that, like, I do that there are like people do want help, even though mm. you think there are these people, no matter if your circumstance or whatever, and you might think like, it, you know, even like your boss or something, you're like, man, like this person's out for me and they don't want me to be happy, and and then you if you open up like, oh, I've got this problem, like I kind of need to sort this out with you, like, like it was just kind of like, oh, like this person actually does want to help, I as like as much as I would want to help them or anyone else, you mm. know. Like it was just a good reminder about that, and I think like um, like I think it's the same with everyone else, especially with men. Like you do kind of feel like you know it's that feeling of loneliness. I think it is like like you're on your own, like uh, putting up with stuff or um, like I mean that was just an example with other people that you know like okay it's me versus the world kind of thing. But even like without that, like it is it doesn't help that you don't feel like you can share. Um, like I don't know how you feel about that as well. Like, mm, yeah, no, I agree. But is it something that you feel like you can sort of openly talk about now? I mean, saying that you've been doing your mm-hmm. live streams, right? So that's oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of like why you know yeah. we wanted to t- talk today because I've been seeing that you've been doing was it tw- twenty one live streams or what number are you on to now? Um, I've, I've got um two more to go. I'm on twenty eight. <laughs> oh, so you're doing like a whole month. So you're doing a live stream every day and yeah how has that made you feel because i know you've spoken about depression and other things on the streams Mm -hmm. um i like when i first started off i was like man this would be like quick because i i remember it was actually when uh, like liam britain when he was at the event yeah yeah yeah, when he was like talking about um kind of opening up and it was one thing he mentioned last year actually uh when he said like just put your story out there on like facebook and whatever for everyone to see get it just get it out and it's out there now and you can move on and I was like, man, that sounds so nice just to do that. Like, wow. But I was like, wow, it sounds like, like, how brave would you have to be? Because, I mean, I've got a lot of people on Facebook I've just met over the years and whatnot, you know, family, friends. I'm thinking, mm. man, they're going to see my insecurities, like, <laughs> my you know, and it's like nobody does that. It's like not normal for people to put, like, losing up on Facebook and yeah, online, yeah. you know? So it was like, it's just going completely against, like, what people usually do and, um, Man, that was crazy. Yeah, like it got like two hundred likes within the week, and people were reaching out to me on message, you know, messenger and stuff. Like people I've only met a few times, and then people I'm, I'm quite close to as well, just sort of like giving me their story and like mm. how they're kind of dealing with it. And it was, it was kind of like, I don't know, it was a good feeling, really. You know, that's so good to hear, man. Because that's what I always say: is it's one, it's good, it's good therapy for you because, like you said, it's kind of all out there now, and you you're not running away from it anymore. But at Definitely. the same time, it's it's you know you're inspiring and helping others as well. Yeah, just, yeah. Just I mean, by doing like a live stream, a video on your own Facebook profile, it's nothing that. You yeah, know, yeah. 
But of course, it takes a huge amount of strength to be able to do that and courage because, mm-hmm. as you said, you ran away from those problems for, what, five, maybe more years. Yeah, and you don't even realize it. Like, that's, like, the worst part. Like, it's just sort of, like, you know, like, a month turns into, like, six months and then it's, like, a year and you're like, man, I've got this problem. I don't know. How. And it gets worse, like, mm. the longer you leave it, you know? Yeah. I mean, people say to me, like, how do you talk so openly about your dad on camera and in front of people and I'm like well you know it was a it's it's been nine years and if you would have asked me to do this two years after it happened three years four years after it happened five years after it happened I wouldn't have been able to do it so it's kind of like you say you have to you know deal with it on your own first and then maybe think about sort of sharing it to the world yeah yeah no of course Um, but, but then some people like to do that I remember the first time I did the video it was a big step like it got mm-hmm. it all out there, and then finally you could then start to express more. Um, so where are you kind of at right now? What's the kind of, how do you feel in terms of where you've been and kind of where you're going now? It's um, a good question, actually. Um, I mean, like I say, like it wasn't like an overnight fix, especially with all like being a dad kind of thing, but it's a lot better than what it was. Um, I mean, it's just like, it's just so great when I do have him. It is kind of just like, just, nothing else um, I just like sort of you know block out everything else for the week or whatever and then just sort of get stuck into just like, how often yeah, are you being, seeing him now um it's not as not too often but it's more often than what it was so like usually just whenever me and my mum um kind of have a break so we can like go down and go get him and then we'll take him for like uh the week so we had him over at Easter and then I think we're going to go down and see like a show he's doing uh, soon because uh, he's into his drama and uh, oh, wow. everything like that so, uh, yeah, um, it'll just be when we can next go down to it's Glasgow where he's at. Um, I'm up by Inverness at the moment. So, uh, yeah, it's just sort of like scheduling time um, just mm. to kind of organize something. So it's usually like every sort of couple of months, maybe like every like three months or whatever. How does that make you feel being away from him and sort of? Um, at the moment, um, it doesn't pop too much because, like I say, I'm, tr- I'm like kind of immersed in kind of getting like, you know, like, work-wise sorted um kind of getting like everything in terms of like, my career and that all kind of like going and with the business as well I'm, pu- I'm taking the foot off the business a little while just because well, I've got that job now just to kind of uh, get me back on and um just taking more time to put in like yeah my portfolio and things like that so like with all that kind of going and scheduling time for that like you don't kind of you kind of just you get a bit um get a bit you're not distracting yourself again are you <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's easy to do. Like, I do catch sure, myself, yeah. honestly, man. I yeah, do as I mean, well. I do as well. We all do. I mean, like, honestly, man. Like, I still find it so weird. Like, seeing like you in your videos with your like your wedding ring. Now, I'm like, oh man, Paul's married. Now. Ah, I yeah, I, know. I always take it off because it's like <laughs> I'm still not used to it. It's been a year now, and I'm still not used to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that flew by. Like, wow scary but no I mean that sounds good and I'm glad that you're seeing him more and important thing you said there as well is when you're with him you're very present and yeah, I think yeah. there's a lot of dads that are there all the time but they're not present there at all so mm-hmm. they see their kids every night but they're on their phones or they're distracted um, yeah, rather than yeah. being present and you know as a dad myself I always say you know quality is is the main thing mm-hmm. um, and kind of what's the kind of next step for you just focusing on the, on the business and moving forward what's 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 good for your mental health right now like what are you doing every day that's helping um writing things down so um, jur- journaling in a way is it huge sorry journaling is that kind of how you would say it or are you just writing down your thoughts 
Yeah, man. Um, journaling and scheduling, just getting everything on paper. Um, that's just sort of uh, what I've been doing. I've been doing that since October now, and it's been huge uh, for my mental health anyway. Um, so t- 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 talk us through how you do it, just, just quickly. Yeah. Cool. So um, basically, um, well, before, when I first got started with that, I'd make sure every day um, to get thoughts and feelings down. Um, and then I'd schedule as well. Um, I would have one book just for my things like thoughts and feelings and then one just for plans, uh, basically. Because I'm not very good with um, keeping up with, you know, <laughs> the calendar in a way. Um, but um, now I will just kind of get it down like in the one book, like I'll kind of like schedule down what I've got going for the day. Like in the morning I'll do this um, and then sometimes on Sundays as well I'll put a bit more time in there if there's something that's happened or there's something yeah. I'm worried about or just write down how I'm feeling with that as well. Um, but yeah, one thing I'm kind of trying to get down a bit more is kind of um, like writing down like my vision um and like kind of like what i want to happen and making it more like tangible in my head kind of thing just because mm. i've heard so much good things about that i'm not sure if you do that kind of thing at all so writing down your vision yeah 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 it's because i always say as well if you have it in front of you in thoughts like journaling and also your vision as well it's easier to kind of comprehend easier to yeah. rationalize especially with like you say with goals and visions you can then kind of see it in front of you and reverse mm-hmm. engineer it and almost work out another plan in terms of you getting there totally man i mean um one thing actually i totally forgot to mention um in like relation to writing things down and planning was i made like a little bit of a plan in 2016 um it was in march and i totally had it on my laptop forgot to go back to it and um it was so weird coming back to i came back to it um it was about i think it was about april or something this year it wasn't too long ago and um, I had like sort of every area in my life and just sort of six things like to kind of like to go, like, go towards like little bullet points. And uh, it was like six months to like a year. And um, one of those things was uh, with my dad as well, because this is before he, well, before he died. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, man, that was kind of like kind of powerful reading that. It was, I mean, it was just things like getting to know him better, like kind of talking mm. things out, kind of like how we're talking right now, um, like being open with like the kind of things, you know, plans and um, how you're feeling with how things are going, things like that, but just being a bit more open rather than just like watching the football and talking about like whatever's going on, like, you know, yeah, it's like that kind of thing. So, that, um, so I mean, in a way, like that, ha- like, you know, I was quite like, I mean, I was at peace reading that in a way, like and seeing, you know, because it wasn't like, I don't know, in my head at the time, I kind of like, yeah, so it was just sort of like proper father and son now, but at the same time, it was like, I mean, we weren't like, there was like, we were on a good place when, when you know, when he did kind of like uh, pass away, like we weren't in any kind of bad, like there was no bad books or anything like that. So in a way, like I was kind of at peace with that. Yeah, it must just be hard, like you say, because you've, those visions of getting to know him and goals to getting to know him more, mm-hmm. and, you know, never came about, but you've got that memory of your dad. Yeah, as yeah, you knew I mean, him, you know, and it's probably yeah. better that you did because kind of you know go and meet him, and you had that part of him. Definitely, yeah. To journaling, so yeah, that's what I do as well, and I always say it helps me massively actually writing down those thoughts because it becomes easier to kind of create mm-hmm. solutions for as well. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, it sounds like you're in a great place, man. Especially since last time we we met. Yeah, man. No, like, plans really of coming to, to London. I'm about to say, man, like, I would really like to come back down and um, get something going. Because uh, I remember you were saying, like, you're going to try to get some events and stuff going. Yeah, yeah, and, it's uh, just kind of been, it's crazy. You're like, I want to do an event in this in this month, and then, you know, time sort of catches up, and then it's just, yeah. uh, but I definitely want to 
start doing more meetups and events because for me it's like I love you know working online is very virtual but you know actually meeting people in in person and talking to them in person and sort of having that community around you is 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 complete a complete another level you know I can get I get a lot of messages now on Facebook and I just go through them all and I'm you know trying to reply to as many as possible (laughs) but like if it's real people it's a completely different level do you know what I mean it's like however bad that sounds like if someone messages me I still feel grateful but if it's someone physically actually standing there it's yeah definitely man um because um i mean that's the thing it's like in like at the same time it's like yeah it's like the interactions there but at the like at the end of the day it's just it's through a screen you know it's like just you on your phone or just uh like on the laptop but when it's like you've got a person you're like the real like the real thing you know it's it's different amazing but no thanks for coming on speaking of strength for us appreciate it good to catch up again and and it sounds that you're kind of on the right path and even like you said it doesn't happen overnight and you have times Mm. it's it's like you feel down it's that's that's you know life in a way it's just yeah it's never gonna you know it's never gonna be different completely overnight it's just a complete i always say like one percent every day or one percent every week and with consistency things will start to get better so it sounds like you're definitely on that right path Cool. But thank you so much for having me, Paul. No worries, man. And again, appreciate you coming on. And we'll catch up soon. Will do, man. Take care. See you soon. Bye. So once again, thank you to Ross for speaking his strength. It's a very relatable story. And especially when it comes to the distractions, I feel we distract ourselves very easily from emotional pain because we don't want to face it head on. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to have to feel it. We don't want to have to express that pain. So what we do is we distract ourselves from it. And especially as men, we like to do more to fulfill our egos as well and really distract ourselves from actually expressing how we feel. And I've been thinking about this recently about my dad and my dad's as who he was as a father. And although he was very present, he was very loving, very sensitive, he wasn't there that much because he worked a lot. He worked as a full-time engineer and then in the evenings he had a part-time physiotherapy business. If he wasn't doing that, then he'd be going on his runs, he'd be training and looking at it now, it almost feels like he was distracting himself a lot because he didn't want to deal with emotional pain that we never saw. And obviously what happened is it just all resurfaces and breaks, a bit like Ross explained in his story. And As I say, it's a really important thing that if you're burying that emotional pain, then please, please, please do deal with it. Whether you write it down, like Ross was saying, in terms of journaling, speaking to a counsellor, like other people have mentioned, Jacob, for example, in the last interview that I did. Um, There's so many different ways of dealing with it, but distracting yourself isn't a way of dealing with it long term. I want to end it there. If you like this episode, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes. I would truly appreciate it. And it's going to help more and more people hear these episodes of real people sharing their stories of mental health and their struggles as well. If you want to reach out to me, then please do so. Paul at pmcgregor.com. You could join the free Facebook group, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash speak your strength. And a community in there, a complete free community where you can speak with other like-minded people and and all of these guys that you I'm actually interviewing are in that group too. So come and connect over there. And once again, I just want to say you're not alone going through this. Don't be ashamed of your story. Let it inspire others. I nearly messed up that quote. And just for now, have a great day. Really focus in and have a great week and I'll speak to you soon.